Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Healthy Conversations. I am your host, Dr. Lestasia Williams. I am happy today to have on the show with me a good friend of mine. Uh, we're going to talk about transformational leadership. Won't you help me welcome Dr. Devin Delata? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I look, guys, I'm special because <laughs> because he he's on vacation. And, you know, he, he, you know, said, okay, I'm going to do the podcast for you. So I'll, I'll appreciate that, <laughs> sir. <laughs> hey, any, anything, for, anything for my sis, you know that. Hey, hey, I appreciate it. So how's everything been going? Going great, going great. Just, you know, um, I was actually looking at the calendar here a couple of days ago and realized that we got six weeks before school starts in a lot of fl- places. The summer is almost <laughs> over. So we got to start getting ready. Yeah, look, I'm I ain't gonna say I'm I'm not looking forward to it because you know I love the sweet babies, but I ain't looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm trying to soak in as much as I can before uh, before before the fun starts. (laughs) I hear you. So okay, go ahead and and tell tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, about about your background and everything. Yeah, yeah. I so um, me and me and. Dr. Williams uh, have known <laughs> each, other, each other for a long time. We, uh, we actually uh, met before we were both doctors. And so um, we share a passion for helping uh, children specifically, uh, but communities of people. Uh, and so I started my journey uh, a long time ago back in uh, Tennessee, where I was born and raised. I always knew I wanted to go into education. And so being a teacher and a coach and later an administrator uh, is, is a lifelong dream. And I get to live that out every day. Uh, one of the things that I've been been blessed with is been the opportunity uh, to teach at a number of different places, uh, and teach at a, a number of different levels. So I started out with a bachelor's degree in mathematics uh, and ended up teaching math at the middle school and high school level for about 10 years. And then I moved into uh, my administrative roles, where along with being a high school assistant principal uh, and later athletic director at two different locations, I also taught in an elementary school and in the private school world, uh, served as the headmaster for an elementary school as well. Um, With all of that experience and fun and different things going on over the course of 10 years, uh, most recently joined the faculty at Belmont University here in Nashville, Tennessee, in the College of Education. Um, uh, and so I'm excited about this next journey that God's got me on, uh, and looking forward to continuing to do the work that he's blessed me to, to be able to do. Okay. You better run down that resume, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, guys. So right now, Dr. Devin Delata has a, a new ebook that is, that is out. So can you, can you tell us how this this ebook was birthed. So what, what, how did it come about? Absolutely. So, so around the time that Dr. Williams and I met, uh, I started my doctoral program at Dallas Baptist university. And as I mentioned to you before, I'm a math teacher. Uh, I love numbers. Uh, I love what they call in the, in the research world, quick and dirty, right? I love a mm-hmm. survey. I love doing the data. I love running the numbers, the statistics, and then being able to, to, to do, uh, to, to read those and interpret those the best way I can. Uh, what I was not at the time um, was a qualitative researcher, right? So mm-hmm. doing interviews and really kind of digging into the the how, who's, the what's and the why's of the data. And so uh, I was prepared to start my dissertation 
uh, focused on a particular topic that I was just going to be able to run a survey on. Um, and then I went home. So at the time I was living in Texas, uh, I came back to, uh, to Tennessee for Thanksgiving holiday and went to, uh, and just happened to run into my then 90 year old, uh, old Sunday school, ex Sunday school teacher. And, uh, the pastor and I are really good friends. And he just mentioned to the church that I was starting that process. And so we were having that conversation. And so after church, she came up to me and asked me to go to lunch and said, uh, a, a phrase that has since changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, there's a story that needs to be told. Uh, and I believe that God's calling you to tell it. Uh, and so remember, I, I was dead set on what I was doing. I was near the end. I knew exactly the approach I wanted to take. And what she told me was information that I had never heard before. Uh, so I grew up in a small town in Middle Tennessee, uh, which is in Tullahoma. And so uh, there was a there was a school there that was founded um, in, in, in the early 1900s and so the 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 leader of this school the the head of this school uh was a name by the a man by the name of crosby dewitt or cd stamps um and so from 1924 to 1966 he served as the principal and head of this school prior to integration in tennessee and so this this is this is a man and, and again i'm learning all of this information uh, right before I'm about to start my dissertation. Uh, and one of the things that she wanted to drive home was she was an alum of this school. Um, and and my father-in-law is an alum of this school. And one of the, the cool sto- parts of his story, uh, Professor Stamps is what they, his students called him, is that he lived in Tennessee. Uh, his grandparents were former slaves and his parents were, <clears throat> excuse me, his parents were sharecroppers on the land that his parents used to work as enslaved mm. humans. When 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 his when his dad realized that he couldn't he couldn't really build a life for himself, he decided to move to Oklahoma and he moved to Oklahoma and was able to get a plot of land. And they started farming and doing a bunch of different things and started to grow his wealth and influence there uh, as a as a family of ex you know sharecroppers and slaves. Um, and so in, a, in about 1920 ish. Um, CD stamps was ready to go to school. And so his, his dad knew uh, some folks back in Nashville at what was then Roger Williams college. Um, what we later found out is in 1921, that area that, that CD stamps family had had lived in and grown up in, we would now know as black wall street. And so okay. Crosby DeWitt stamps went from living on a plantation whose family was the descendants of slaves, direct descendants of slaves to the most wealthy area and era in African-American history at the time to a college that later on would become a part of the Lamont Owen and Fisk University ecosystem uh, as Roger Williams College kind of faded out. And so this wealth of experience from poverty to excellence in terms of his experience now comes in 1924 to Tullahoma. And Today, in 2022, that school from 1924 to 1966 served about 10 counties in and around southern middle Tennessee because it was the only uh, school for black students during that time. Today, in 1922, every African-American leader in that region either is an alum or the descendant of an alum from that school. Mm. In 1922, when he took over the school, it was a one-room schoolhouse with an outhouse. Uh, they had about three students when they first started. Uh, and, and ironically, he got the job because he was 
what would later become a part of the fifth Jubilee Singers. And they were doing this worldwide tour to raise money for the school. And some of the black leaders had brought the brought the group to Tullahoma and told the then superintendent that that this guy had had some experience in education and really wanted to, to be a leader. And so that's how he got connected uh, back in Tullahoma. So uh, wait a minute. He, he was a you said he came through as a a part of a singing group. Yeah. 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 So while, while he was at Roger Williams College, uh, the, the group, the, the, the campus singing group, it was a it, it started as a men's group and then grew to a full out choir. They would later become a part of the Fist Jubilee singer history. Um as they continue to grow. And, and like I said, uh, Roger Williams campus actually was on or near the campus where Fisk University is today. And so it kind of predated Fisk and then kind of grew into it um, as the schools merged and, and different things changed uh, in the Nashville area. So, yeah, so so he had this this amazing history and changed lives for people uh, and was a leader um, in, in, in the early 1940s. He was taking little black kids from rural Tullahoma, Tennessee, to Washington, D.C., to the Capitol. Uh, he was he was he was allowing his kids to go to colleges all over the country. And a lot of those folks came back and influenced the area that, that we were living in. And so my Sunday school teacher was one of the one of the last groups of students to graduate from that school. And her fear was at 90 years old, she had done all she could to try to preserve his legacy um, and really wanted someone to, to be able to tell his story well uh, and to memorialize it, the experiences not only of him as a leader, but also the students that he touched their lives who have literally changed an entire state. Um, the mayor of our, of our county that, that, that we live in in Tullahoma was an alum of this school. Um, every African-American alderman who, who has been or is currently on the alderman board in Tullahoma or Manchester, which is in the same county, were all uh, alums uh, or descendants of alums of that school. And so the impact that he was able to have was just amazing. And so um, how do you tell your 90 year old ex uh, Sunday school teacher? <laughs> no. Uh, so you I, don't. I tried you don't. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I, I tried everything I could and I just couldn't. And she, I said, okay, uh, I'm going to do my best. And so, and so I wrote my, I wrote focused on his leadership, right? So transformation. So leadership. she, so she pretty much changed the dissertation for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know, you know how it is when grandmama tell you something, she might, she might phrase it in, 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 in as a question, but she's but telling it ain't. you what to do. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. She ain't, she ain't asking no questions. She's telling you what you got to do. So, um, uh, and before you, before you go into the transformation leadership, um, yeah. you know, the piece of it, uh, Professor Stamps, is there like, so there's nothing out like you would learn in like books or history about him. Is there like any books or anything out currently about I'll, him? I'll, I'll put it to you this way: in Tullahoma, uh, in in the in the office of the uh, superintendent, the board of education there in town, there's a there's a quilt that commemorates the history of every school in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks, you know, it's it's got the school symbol and it's got their mascot and it's in their color and all those things like that. There is zero reference to Davidson Academy, which was the name of that school. Wait a minute, time um, out, time out. Okay, so he had all of this influence yeah. in yeah. in education yeah. in that area, but there's nothing out there. But like, a, and he he couldn't even make the quilt. Didn't even have, to this day still does not have a quilt. So, 
so not only does he not have a quote, he has no no type of literature or anything out there on him. I, and I'm am I understanding this correctly? Well, officially correct. So some some of the alums uh, who are who who come from the school started started a, an alumni association to try to get together every few few years. Um, when I finished when I finished the uh, dissertation. Uh, I don't want to say we put pressure on him, but but I advocated on behalf of having a day named in his honor. So in mm-hmm. late spring, uh, there's a day in his honor. But the the, the extent of that honor uh, is meager, in my opinion, uh, for a man who done who has done so much for for that community. Um, it, and not you know, not only even the, that that community, but when you're looking at as far as history, yeah, um, putting it out. Hey, okay, so. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk like we would talk if we were sitting in the living room, <laughs> right? But 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 holler at me after the podcast. We we need we need, we need well, to talk. <laughs> yeah, well, but here but here's the thing. So so when when she when she asked me to do this, the the first thought that came to my mind is I've got to be able to tell this story well. And, and mm-hmm. like I told you, I, this is not my background. I feel like I'm, I'm a complete novice when it when it comes to qualitative research and interviews and things like that. But what I did was I, I went to our local TV station uh, and I asked the owner of that local TV station, who I knew personally, if I could use his facility to inter- to, to to record all of my interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and he let me do that. And so, so I've got this rich history and this rich visual of, of what the community is like. Um, I've got some artifacts that folks have, have, have graciously allowed me to, to, to have. Uh, Professor Stamp's family uh, mm-hmm. is still a very integral part of that community. Uh, and he's got some grandchildren who have gone on to do some, some doctoral research as well. And they've done an amazing job of trying to preserve his legacy uh, from a family perspective and, and, and doing this, some of that you know, that way. Um, but, but I feel like this is my life's work. This, my life's work is to, to make sure that that community and the world realizes how amazing a man could be uh, to really change the trajectory of an entire generation. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and go this long. Uh, one of the things that, that jumped out to me at the time I was writing it, I was actually back in Tullahoma and some of the great grandchildren of Dr. Professor Stamps were in my class. Mm. And I and I brought it up to some of them. I actually took uh, some pictures that I had found in an old abandoned locker, and I and I and I put them in a PowerPoint. And I said, "Hey, do y'all recognize anybody in these pictures?" His own great grandchildren didn't even know. Uh-uh. And okay. so okay. you know, I put the picture but up. That's and I was not like, hey, y'all, y'all recognize anybody in these pictures? And they uh-huh. were like, "No, nah, I ain't never said." I like what what did uh, Kiki Palmer said? I, I wouldn't recognize that man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I'm laughing, but you know, I, that's not abnormal for us. Like, you know, okay, I don't after cousin number one or two. Like, I don't know you, right. but when you when you have I, like a grandfather or something like that, you know, of this magnitude that has done these type of things, you would, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. We, I, I'll just <laughs> put it like this. You. We we gonna we we gonna talk after the podcast. You know how we do. So oh, yeah, we gotta so, do that. <laughs> So, so, okay, so now when we're looking, I would, you know, guys, I had the privilege of being able to uh, read the ebook before any of you guys. Um, don't be jealous. But <laughs> thank you. In there, in there, you talked about um, 
the four pillars of transformational leadership um, theory. Can you explain a little bit, you know, I won't ask you to go too in depth, but, you know, just a little bit about what this, these four pillars are. Absolutely. So, um, so basically the foundation says that the most successful leaders in the history of America, specifically within the, with the, within the field of education and in the civil rights movement, um, they led using these four kind of pillars and, and the pillars, um, while, while they probably sound, um, sound familiar, um, are in, in a lot of ways difficult to implement, uh, without some direction and intentionality. So the four pillars, just to give you a quick overview are idealized influence, intellectual stimulation, inspirational motivation, and individualized consideration. And what the research shows is that leaders who utilize or are able to lead through those particular areas of influence are able to not only impact their own communities, but have this outsized impact on the community and the folks that will come within that in those communities. Uh, if you're familiar with Jim Collins, Good to Great, these folks mm -hmm. are, are level five leaders. These folks are folks who not only change their current situation, but also change the tra trajectory of the organizations and the communities that they lead. Um, one of the first people that I started to research when I looked into transformational leadership theory um, is uh, Dr. Benjamin E. Mays, who was the sixth president of Morehouse College. Um, and, and some folks may not know his story as well as the, 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 his protégés, but it was, it, was, it was Professor Mays who led Morehouse that allowed for folks like Maynard Jackson and Jesse Jackson and Martin Luther King Jr. and so many others in and around the Atlanta area to literally change the world. And, and what I what I what I go back to in my dissertation is Professor Stamps did the same thing on a different level. Right. So. So, you know, uh, Professor Mays at Morehouse had this huge megaphone and his huge platform and his his protégés literally changed the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Stamps, using the same principles, was able to do the same thing and continues to do that years after he, he has passed away. Um, like so many leaders uh, of old, you know, he poured his life into this school. Uh, he was the only pr principal leader of this school. And, and, and a couple of years after they closed the school down due to integration, uh, he passed away. Um, but, you know, he he was a he was a man of many talents. He was well, so he's a STEM educator. Um, so. So, yeah. So. So those four principles are keys. And a lot of times, you know, folks tell you in terms of leadership to focus on different things. Um but John Maxwell, a couple of things here. John Maxwell it defined, and I like this definition, leadership is influence. It doesn't matter what your title is as an educator. It doesn't matter what you, where, where you are, whether you're a first-year teacher or a 17-year teacher, whether you're the janitor or you're a counselor. Everyone can have influence within a school setting. And so what my hope is, what my goal is, is to equip as many folks in and around the, the world of education to, to use these pillars to be able to have influence on the next generation and to be intentional about those things. And what history has shown us over and over again is that we can change the world if we do that. I was, I was looking at, um, I was, I was looking at the four pillars and well, first of all, people might be listening to this and they say, okay, she, why she got leadership on a health podcast, but it fits because of, in, in the context of where I am. I am in education. I am a school 
you know, school nurse. And if we look at it, leadership, if and even not even if you go outside of education, if the leadership is not where it needs to be, it affects the entire the the quote unquote the health of that organization. Absolutely. It, like and, and it and it will turn it upside down if it's not the correct thing. And so when I was looking at the the pillars, I I, I saw certain ones and it looks as if certain leaders they they struggle with at least about two three of them so they got like one of them one of the <laughs> pillars that they you know real 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 good at like i'm strong yeah. and they think that they're a strong leader but i'm looking at like now if you don't have you close to all 40s you're not gonna be at the top top like some of these people who are influencing you know yeah. educators across the world so is is that your has that been a, your experience um when you're when you're going around and you're coaching other educators or things like that like you 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 got about one of these pillars down but you you, you struggling on it <laughs> two, 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 well and i think and i think the, the key thing that you're getting at right there is self-awareness I think I think if you ask most of us, which is why I led off with saying, you know, these are these are going to sound familiar because this isn't rocket science. This isn't reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. But once you recognize it and know it, the, the, the self-awareness is hard to come by. Right. So so one of the models that we use as we help leaders on this journey. Right. Um, is the be do have philosophy, which says. As a leader, as a person, as an educator, my first step is I have to determine what type of person must I become, that's the B part, in mm -hmm. order to do the things that this particular leader or this particular person of influence does in order to have the impact or the outcomes that I desire. And so most leaders are so focused on the outcomes, the haves. Mm, okay. some... Some focus on the do's, right? What things do good leaders do? And they try to focus on the do's. But the most important first step starts with, with uh, personal accountability uh, and self-awareness. And it's, and it's this constant question about who I have to become as a leader, as a person, as a person of influence. Uh, you mentioned as we started this podcast that I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm down here in Orlando. Uh, and, and one of the things that has struck me as I was going around Disney and Universal and these places is how much of your, 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 your experiences in this earth, in this space, are impacted based on your health. If you don't, mm -hmm. if, I, I was looking at my, my step counter today and I, I walked over 15,000 steps today. Um, if you can't, if, if physically you're in not the in a position in to be heat. able to do those things <laughs> in the heat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's hot <laughs> out here. Right. And so, so how, how, how differently is my experience down here going to be if, if physically I can't do those steps, right? I can't see the things that I'm seeing. I can't experience the, the rise and the things that my, my kids are experiencing mm -hmm. in the second way. And so from a health perspective, we see, you know, we we're coming out of COVID. And one of the things that I'm that I'm that I'm keenly interested in is that a lot of folks, because of COVID, had a chance to sit down a little bit, right? They had a oh, yeah. chance to sit down and reflect and and see, you know, hopefully what was most important for them and, and kind of pivot in some areas of their life. But but more importantly, after that, health becomes the most important key aspect of leadership at all. Because if you don't have this one tool, this this physical body that you have, and you optimize it as best you can, then all the other things fall by the wayside. 
And right. so, so one of the things that we do is we, we teach leaders, we teach educators, we teach coaches how to focus on that first most important step. And that is, who is the person that you want to become? Because the person that you want to become, I'll, I'll argue this with just about anybody, isn't the person that, that, that's able to do two of the four pillars. It mm-hmm. isn't the person that can do just one really, really good and three of them mediocre. The person that, that, that most people who, have, who want to have influence or in education want to do, they want to have all four. And so right. we put together a plan and walk side by side with them to make sure that they have a perspective on who they want to become. Then we develop a plan because there are some things that you got to do to become that person. And we understand that because of the situation that we're in, uh, we can have all the things that we feel like are important for us in the next generation if we go through that process. Uh, so the ebook is is written to give people the information to to help people understand what that process could look like and lay the foundation so that we can come alongside them and help them become the the influencers and the leaders that that they they uh, they want to be. Okay, and and I'm I'm glad you brought up COVID because and I and I put out uh, an article today on in LinkedIn and that I wrote that talked about how. COVID pretty much exposed those things in education that we had swept under the rug for so many years. And if, and I'm believing that if you're not meeting this quote unquote transformational leadership, uh, like qualities, if, if you just like half and you know the rest, um, then you're, you're not going to be able to, you like COVID really took you out. Absolutely. And and so it's imperative that you people get this information as far as these four pillars and how to not only just get the information, because I think in education, we we do so many professional developments and we do so many things that we're just getting information, but we're not we don't know how to utilize it, how to put it in action. Yeah. So so does does your program kind of. kind of address that absolutely absolutely so 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 there's a there's an author who actually is a a medical doctor his name is atul gawande Mm -hmm. um and if your listeners haven't haven't listened to atul gawande he's in the medical field so he's not a teacher he's he's a doctor he's a surgeon uh, and he wrote a, he wrote several books, but one of the books that that I think is imperative for for uh health professionals to read is the book entitled better Mm -hmm. And if you don't like reading and you don't have time, you don't feel like you have to, you can go to YouTube and type in Atul Gawande. And he did a presentation at Harvard Educate School of Education. Oh, hold on time. Out. You know, you're going to have to spell it for some people. A-T-W-L, <laughs> Atul Gawande. You know, what? Uh, Siri, Siri, Siri will fix it for you. Atul okay. Gawande. Okay, Siri. How do you say? <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And he wrote he wrote the book entitled Better. Um, and so and what he does in the presentation, like I said, the, the presentation at, at Harvard is about an hour long video on YouTube. And basically what it says is as we as we as we grow and develop um, as leaders, what happens is uh, we always have a coach. We always have a teacher. We always have a mentor walking alongside of us. And then when we become professionals, we do it on our own. And, and he advocates on behalf of having a community approach towards walking through your professional life. And so what I try to do as, as a, an executive coach um, or as an instructor, uh, I teach at the college level. Uh, I try to give you a million dollars worth of game for $10. 
And what we do is we we want to be the coach that walks alongside you to help you through this process, right? To help you get, um, as as one of the authors uh, recently wrote a book called uh, 2%. You want to get 2% better every day. And that just means you have a plan, you're intentional, and you're walking alongside and you got somebody to, to, to provide the guardrails for you to make sure that you're able to do that. So, so the ebook gives you the information. The next step in that process is a live masterclass where we walk through um, a, a, in, in, in virtual form an opportunity to give you very specific steps that you can take to make sure that you're doing all of those things to meet those four standards in transformational leadership theory. The third part of that is individual and, and small group walking alongside each other. So every week uh, we, we get on we get on a call um, individually as well as in, in, in a group and we walk through what your goals are. We, we have a checklist. We make sure that we provide strategies for you. Uh, one of the things that I've been blessed to be able to do is because I've been in education for 20 years, I know a lot of really amazing people and I, and I got a lot of really good friends who, who are as passionate about this as I am. And so I open up my, 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 I don't want to say roller dates because that make me sound old right now. You know what I mean? I was like, what? Did they still use those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my, 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 my followers, I should say, uh, to, to the folks that I'm working alongside. And so um, as teachers think about what happens in the next six weeks, when you go back to school, um, you're going to hear the same thing. Right. You're not going to have all the resources that you need. You're not going to get the parental support that you need. You're, you're not going to feel like you have the time or the pay or all these other things. OK, the question is now, what are you going to do about it? Because you got 25 or 30 faces that are going to be walking into your door that that need that expect that deserve an amazing experience. And the question is, do you have the support that you need to be able to do that? And most educators would say no, but they wait for somebody else to to put the battery in their back. And what I'm mm. giving them is professional development opportunities that are individually catered towards them. Right. The, the live master class that, that that we created uh, is entitled uh, your personal IEP. Right. And if you're in education, you know what an IEP is. But I believe that every educator should have an individual uh, education plan that walks through their individual needs and goals and expectations. And there's a person there with 20 plus years of experience, ready and willing to help them move towards whatever, you know, their their professional goals are. And like I said, I do this every day in the College of Education at one of the top 25 colleges in the country. Uh, and I'm just so passionate about it that I want to be able to extend that to as many people as I can. And if I can be a help uh, in getting this information out there and walking alongside them, then I'm willing to do that. Look, let me tell you guys, I have 99 problems, but having <laughs> smart friends ain't one of them. <laughs> My brother is on it. So, but let me let me tell you guys something. Now he said his ebook is ten dollars. Now, now, Saints, <laughs> the ebook ten dollars, but don't be going and thinking you go, you know, this masterclass. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> but I just want you guys to go out and purchase the the ebook. I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to uh, bless you in whatever uh, area you are in education in in leadership, uh, where, whether you this is your first year in in a leadership role or this is your twentieth year, it doesn't matter. I think this information can help so so many so many people. So before we get off of here, please tell the listeners how they can 
one, purchase the ebook, and two, how they can uh, reach you on you know whatever platform you're on. Absolutely, I, I think the first step is um, understanding that that I'm not I'm not doing this to make money. I'm not right. doing this to become famous. I'm not doing this to make a name for myself. Uh, I truly believe um, that that you know God's called us to to walk together as a village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I can do anything for anybody, then then that's the case. So you can reach me uh, uh, primarily on Twitter uh, at D Delauder. Uh, on Twitter, and you can DM me. Uh, there's a link in the bio for the ebook. Uh, everything's there. Um, as just like most of y'all, I'm, I'm 99% uh, on my phone all day long. So um, generally, I'm gonna get back to you pretty quick. Um, and if and if you just want to have a conversation, um, I, I I love to give away free game. And so if I was blessed by people who knew more, had more experience, and 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 had been there and done that before me. Um, and so there's, you know, there's opportunities there to have initial conversations, um, without having to to invest a whole lot. But what I would say is, um, don't, don't leave your professional opportunities to, to chance. Uh, don't, don't let your PD opportunities be at the whim of an assistant principal or principal who thinks you need something, uh, that you may or may not need. Mm -hmm. Uh, why not have somebody walk alongside you, um, that that's been there and done that in a number of different settings, uh, that's willing to, to, to be there for you uh, in that process um, and is going to be able to do that in, in a way that's uh, that's going to be beneficial to you both short term and long term. OK, well, y'all have it. You you guys can go to uh, find him on Twitter, find that link in his bio to purchase that ebook. I'm pretty sure that it is going to be a game changer for you in your leadership role. I want to thank you, brother, for for coming on here and and just sharing the information that you've had uh and if you that you've experienced with all of my listeners um i just just ask that you know you save a spot because if this health services coordinator position don't work out i might need a job no (laughs) i got you i got you (laughs) no i'm just kidding but once again thank you guys Thank you guys for listening to the show today. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And as always, stay healthy.